Hi, everyone. You are listening to Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. This is my podcast designed to give you a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. Let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to a new episode of Start Inspired. I am really looking forward to sharing this week's conversation because it is with a fellow YouTuber and also a friend of mine. And today I'm going to be having a discussion with Aniela Ganikvist. She is a Swedish YouTuber, and we connected on YouTube many years ago, and we have become great friends now. And even though she lives in another country from me, we were still able to make a podcast interview happen. And I was really looking forward to bringing her on because we have a conversation about how it differs from her living in Sweden and how she has been able to build an American fan base on her YouTube channel and also what are some of the struggles that she deals with uh, being a Swedish YouTuber versus a U.S. blogger. Uh, and then we just kind of have our own chat. I am not going to lie. At one point, I forgot we were recording a podcast and I was leaning fully back in my chair, just like I was having a conversation with a friend and I caught myself and was like, wait a second, got to get us back on track. <laughs> so we just had the best time talking to one another. But we do discuss her YouTube channel, how she started to see growth, when she started to become more strategic, what are the type of videos that she likes to share. And I hope that you find this conversation between two friends and two YouTubers enjoyable. So I'm going to have Angelica's links in my description box. If you're not following her yet, I hope that you will check her out. And if you are listening, I would love if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast or follow along, rate and review if you can on whatever podcast platform that you are listening to this on, or you can just share it. That always helps a lot too. Uh, there's been a lot of word of mouth with the podcast and that is how we are finding new listeners. And I always appreciate that so much. I always do link my socials in the description box, but you can find me on the internet pretty much everywhere at Samantha March or March Beauty Word is my Instagram and uh, sharing the podcast really does help a lot. All right. Thank you for listening this week and let's jump into my conversation with Angela Ganikvist. All right. Hello, Angelica. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Samantha. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God. I'm so happy to have you on. It's so fun to it's so fun to do these and just feel like we get to hang out because we don't really get mm-hmm. to, I mean, it's harder for you to hang out with yeah. in general, <laughs> but to be able to do this is just, it's such a fun thing. Like I know it's technically like, you know, business and all, but it doesn't really feel that way most of the time. <laughs> no, exactly. Like I, I love these kind of, well, this is a live, but we did a live on my channel and now we're yeah. like talking like this. It feels a bit better in 2020 when you get to like actually talk to people. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely agree. All right, before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Okay, well, my name is uh, Angelika Nyqvist. That's how you say my name. <laughs> <laughs> I am Swedish, so therefore my grammar is some somewhat lacking sometimes. This is my second language. And I have a YouTube channel where I do beauty mainly. I do some fashion at times because I think it's so much fun. But mainly beauty, 
commenting on beauty, using beauty, roasting beauty, <laughs> all of the fun things. Um, and I also do a lot of Instagram as well, because I do think that photos is equally as fun as videos, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. And you, I would say you are very well known for your very colorful Oh no, I'm all about looks. the beige. <laughs> yes, very much. That's absolutely the color I think of when I think of you. I'm like very beige, beige and brown. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is that I wish I wish I loved brown as much as I loved all the other colors. I'm really trying. I'm trying to embrace. <laughs> but I yeah, I really I do love color a lot and I'm I'm just trying to be maybe the person that would encourage someone to try a color again and just try it to see if it if the shoe fits because for me color is so much fun and I totally realize mm-hmm. it's not for everyone but I think at least try it and yeah. maybe you'll love it yeah yeah uh, I love that and so I thought we could start off by talking about YouTube since that's how we connected years yeah. ago but Uh, years ago years ago years ago uh but I thought let's start with you know why you decided to start making YouTube videos and you know what was your inspiration for creating your channel well uh, I didn't know that YouTube was a thing um I knew that YouTube was a thing, but I only used YouTube because I, I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer at heart. Gamer, mm-hmm. gamer first, <laughs> makeup second. Uh, so I used YouTube uh, for, well, if you're a gamer, you would know. I used it for like how to fight bosses in World of Warcraft. Like that's how mm-hmm. I used YouTube. That's the only thing I searched for. I had no idea that YouTube was anything else but help with video games and, and like music videos that's all I used YouTube for and I was following uh, this brand on Instagram um, and they were posting a picture of this absolutely wonderful girl she looked so pretty she had her makeup on and I saw that they tagged her and I it never even occurred to me that like people would do YouTube and like would do YouTube or would do Instagram that were like working with it that weren't like I don't know, makeup artists, because I had been doing some makeup on my friends when I was modeling. So I started following her on Instagram. And one day she put up a picture saying, I have a new video on my YouTube. Had no idea that that was a thing. (laughs) And that's how I found YouTube. And she said in her video, don't forget to subscribe. Had no idea that was a thing. And the day (laughs) that she said that was actually the day that I created my YouTube. uh, Because I was like, wait, I want to see more. So that was actually the first account that I subscribed to. And after a while, I was like, wait, I can do this because I was very lonely. Oh, and actually, like, that girl was Jacqueline Hill. So I've, that's oh, actually the so first funny. person I found. And I had no idea that she was, like, big or, like, something like this. She was just the first one I found. Um, oh, so funny. And I was like, I can do this. I can talk to people. I like makeup because yeah. I already had a very big makeup collection, even before – joining I I loved makeup and I loved color Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to have more people to talk to and I was like oh one day one day I'll have maybe a thousand people subscribing to my channel and I'll have so many people to talk to so Mm. it's weird how time flies and how things change yeah definitely because I think did you just hit 84,000 on your channel yeah, I think I saw 84,000 yeah I know it's that so crazy <laughs> there's so many people like I grew up in a town that has 3,500 inhabitants 
Oh my gosh. So it like I I think of that and I think of my school and I think about all the people I know and I think about how big I thought that place was when I grew up mm-hmm. and it's like wow. <laughs> right. So many people. And I'm I get that and you know sometimes I think because you know there are really huge beauty bloggers, mm-hmm. right? The Nikki tutorials and the mm-hmm. Jacqueline Hills and, you know, and Tati Westbrook and just their like crazy amount of numbers. So mm-hmm. sometimes for me, I even, I find myself downplaying how many, I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's just uh, this yeah, many or just that many. It's like, wow, when you actually think about it and you think, you know, I'm a sports fan. So I think about stadiums and like the number <laughs> of people that can fit into a stadium. I'm like, okay, wait, that's actually a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. you, sh- you know, you can't really compare yourself to, you can't compare yourself to other people. Like you just, no. you just shouldn't do it because it's like, wow, that's, that's a lot. You know, like you said, you know, maybe someday a thousand people will be so interested in me and what I do and the looks I create. And then as you keep growing and building, you're like, wait, all of these people are interested. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this is mind blowing. Yeah. And it's uh, so easy to be like, just, to be I don't want to say drag along but it's like I hear myself sometimes saying oh I'm a smaller youtuber I only have Mm 84,000 because you you keep being told all the time that it's those bigger youtubers that's what counts like those are are those are the ones that people know about but 84,000 is a crazy amount of people that is it's more people than I ever thought ever would watch any of my videos. So I am extremely grateful for the ones that have found my channel. Yeah. I had a comment. I just saw it this morning from someone and said, I don't understand how you only have 102,000 subscribers. (laughs) Like you should have more. And I was like, listen to yours. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's absolutely amazing. I, I can remember the day I hit a hundred thousand, not only because that's a big number and I'll never forget that, but we also had an incredibly terrible storm in Mm -hmm. Iowa that day. That's like in the history books now. So it's like, no, I will really never forget that day. But it's like, (laughs) what a hundred thousand people have decided at some point to not only watch my videos, but to actually go and hit that subscribe button. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Pure madness. And I wanted to ask you because the other YouTubers that I've had on, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody else has been in the United States, but you are in Sweden. (laughs) And I feel like that has to come with a whole other host of challenges. So what are some challenges that you face being a Swedish beauty blogger that perhaps a creator in the US might not have to deal with? Well, I... Since I never watched any of the Swedish YouTubers, uh, I I only watched the American YouTubers and the British. Um, I was never feeling like, why am I starting? Like, why would I create a channel for people that I for a community that I'm not trying to connect with? So I always knew I wanted to have my my channel in English. There was never like a question about it. But I will say that like there is a beauty community in Sweden. Like there is a beauty. Com- I was just before this. I was on an event. And I know who all of those people are, but I bet that they don't know who I am because I'm not a part of that. Like, I'm not doing collabs with the Swedish YouTubers. I'm not, like, talking to them like you and I are talking to Marco Polo, for example. So it's like Mm -hmm. a totally separate 
So for that reason, I feel sometimes a bit like an island because all the people that I'm talking to about YouTube or about makeup, they're in a different time zone than me. So sometimes I'm sitting here in the morning and I'm like, no one I know is awake. (laughs) 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 So yeah, and also like just shipping is crazy. Like when I started YouTube, nobody was shipping to Sweden. Like literally not a single soul. And I still giggle when I hear when I hear people complain about shipping costs, they're like, and the shipping was five dollars. And I was like, never gonna pay that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Five dollars? <laughs> That's a bargain. <laughs> That's so me, by the way, too. I do that all the I'm like, no, I cannot pay three ninety nine for shipping. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I remember when I bought the pure and raw beauty Christie palette, uh, I paid forty dollars in shipping. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Hold on. <laughs> oh, that like hurts my soul. <laughs> so for me, like shipping has never been free and I pay taxes on it as well when it reaches the customs. Mm-hmm. So nothing yeah. is really affordable and there is no drugstore makeup here because Sweden doesn't have any drugstores to begin with. And all mm-hmm. the makeup that people are talking about this like drugstore is like yeah we have those brands but they are not affordable like a milani palette that's like 30 35 dollars that that's not i mean in sweden that is still a bit more affordable than a 70 dollar anastasia yes but it's still not like it's not something i'd chug in my bag when i'm getting a, a carton of milk it's not yeah. that kind of because that kind of affordable makeup that doesn't exist here. That that's makeup is never that inexpensive. Like Wet and Wild, it's like ten, fifteen dollars, even more maybe for a foundation as well. It's it's just not the same prices at all. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And I remember when I first started watching your videos because I think we really connected over the will I buy it style Mm -hmm. of videos, the new Mm -hmm. makeup releases. Um, And I remember listening to you and you would say like, I love this collection, but I can't get it. It's not coming to Sweden. (laughs) It's not going to be until next year. And I was like, Oh man, because you know, unfortunately, like I want to say like, unfortunately kind of the landscape of YouTube is new makeup. That's mm-hmm. what people like to see. That's what gets clicked on. That's what gets views. That's what people want to see these days is the nude, nude, new. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, that has to be tough for you because not only do you have to be able to get it shipped to Sweden, but then it's going to take a while. So it's just you've done for you to be able to like continue to grow and you because people tell me that too they're like I really want to start YouTube but I can't afford to buy all the new makeup which I totally understand I've talked about going into Mm. that for my YouTube channel very openly and it's like you know you have to get creative that's why I started the Will and Riot series because it was my way to talk about new makeup without buying everything you just kind of got to get creative with what you can do and what you can work with and I mean you've done a great job at doing that yeah but also like the climate has changed on YouTube I remember when I started YouTube if I mentioned something that I didn't even in the Will I Buy It uh, Mm -hmm. that I call something else but even even in my will i buy it i will i would be like 
Yeah, and this palette. And there would actually be comments about people saying how stupid the video was because I didn't, I couldn't hold the products in my hands yes. and show it to yep. them. Yeah, and it's it's like I, I think that viewers don't understand like how expensive it is to buy mm-hmm. every single release, and I will say like and I I bow down to your genius of creating so many video of these about talking about makeup without actually have to purchase chasing it because why would I want to buy something if I don't want to own it I can still right. I can still talk about it without actually buying it if I don't want to own it because in Sweden you can also not return makeup so if I buy it I'm stuck with it (laughs) yeah yeah and that is that's another thing that's different because in the in the U.S. it's I know that I think Sephora and Ulta have changed recently where they have a lot more restrictions Mm -hmm. in place because I think a lot of people had started to abuse that system but we do have the option of returning something, even if we've opened it and even if we've mm. used it, which, mm-hmm. you know, isn't it's, it definitely has its pros and cons, but just mm-hmm. uh, two days ago, I was exchanging shades because I bought a foundation and a concealer way wrong. So I was able <laughs> to just go back and exchange my shades w- without having to repurchase them again. Mm. Um, so that's, you know, that's definitely something that we can do here, but I know a lot of other countries can't yeah. at all. Actually, I would say I would say most countries you can't yeah. just exchange mm-hmm. things if they can't if they can't sell it again, then yeah. you can't return it. Yeah. So I mean, like with makeup and stuff, if if you want, you can get it like you can get it in a plastic bag that they seal, and if you open the seal, you can't return it. So let's say I'm buying a gift and I'm unsure whether or not you have this palette. I can buy it in a, in a in a bag and I can give it to you and I can say, oh, I wasn't sure if you had this or not. And if you want to keep mm-hmm. it, you open the bag and keep it. But if that's the thing with like foundation shades, though, you can't open the bag and see if it's the right shade because then you can't return it. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's it's really hard in that way because when you buy it, you buy it. But also it makes you a bit more cautious because I can't be like buying the whole lipstick range to do a lip swatching video and then return it because guess what? You are now the proud owner of the entire range of these lipsticks. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember someone leaving a comment once about, you know, they can't return in their country. And she said, it really makes me more thoughtful on my purchases. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a that's really something great to remember because I think sometimes in the U S it can kind of go hand in hand with the consumerism aspect because it's like, Oh, we can just buy it. And if we try it and we yeah. don't like it, you know, we can just return it. And so I started to tell myself, cause I would return things if I didn't like them, you know, I'd buy a palette and I try and be like, Oh, you know, this quality is terrible. Like not good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to return it and get my money back. And I started telling myself, stop doing that. Because if you buy something and you really don't like it, you have people that you can give it to, you can give it away, you you know, you can put it in a Facebook group and see if anyone wants or, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it helped me start to be a little bit more thoughtful because I kind of put that on myself of like, unless it's something with a shade matching issue and I can go and exchange my shade then I'll give myself like the permission, I guess, to do an exchange. But other than that, I don't return makeup. So that's kind of helped me too of being more thoughtful because it's like before I used to just give myself like, oh, it's okay if it if it sucks or you don't like it. Mm. 
go get your money back. But now I'm like, don't do that because that's not that's not a good way to go about things. <laughs> like, but it's it's a culture thing. If I had the opportunity, yeah. maybe I would have done it too. It's just that I yeah. see it a different way because I never had the opportunity. So me looking mm-hmm. at it from the outside in, I'm just like, wow. So you can just return it and they throw it away. And, and I understand that from a U.S. perspective, it's more like, yeah, but if I don't like it, I should get my money back. And I understand both both perspectives. It's just a matter of like what environment you were like brought up in. Yeah. So I wanted to switch gears just a little bit, because like you mentioned, we we did a live chat on your channel. Um, it would have mm-hmm. been last week as we're filming this. And it was so much fun. You've started to do <laughs> lives on your channel and you yeah, can bring so in much guests. And, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's such a great thing to do. And so I came on your live, which was super fun. I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes and it was yeah. just a blast to do. And you mentioned something at one point that you know, all of a sudden got me like tearing up, but I thought it could be. We were so mushy there for a while. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I thought it could be something really great, especially for this podcast, because, you know, the concept behind this one is to inspire other people and motivate other people. And that, you know, means sharing our stories, even some Mm -hmm. of the the harder times. But you, you mentioned during that live chat that at the start of YouTube, you felt incredibly lonely which I really related to because I had that same feeling at the start of my YouTube channel. So can you discuss more what you were facing during that time and and how it led you to turn to the internet for kind of that community feeling? I think I battled with like the feeling of feeling lonely, even though I had people around me, uh, but maybe I didn't have the right people around me for like many years. And the only place where I really felt like I had true friends were online when I was and that's the reason why I gained for so many years because that's where my friends were and when I started to realize when I started watching that beauty YouTube I was like and wow this seems very naive saying now in 2020 when we know where we are but I felt like oh this is such a nice and 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 wonderful community I could have friends like this as well I could be a creator and I could talk to these people and I can have viewers that I could chat about makeup with because I didn't have anyone around me that really wanted to talk about makeup. I even had people around me that was downplaying makeup and telling me that like the be, being interested in makeup was something negative. It was like being vain, even though I feel like it's more a creativity thing than, than being vain because I literally do not care if the makeup makes me look pretty or not. It's not about that. But it was really hard to talk to people that weren't interested in makeup about that. So I really felt like for the first time, and you said that on my live stream, for the first time, in I'm guessing in, well, maybe the second time in my life, I felt like, wow, I, I might belong here. Because that's how I felt when I started playing video games as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe Maybe this is my spot because people seem to get me. People yeah. seem to like those qualities that others say that they dislike. And I really felt like I had people to talk to. And and when I started talking then to creators about the things that we were all facing, because the the backside of, of YouTube is it's like a maze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let you into a dark maze which is like if like a light in your forehead and it's like good luck with that okay bye (laughs) (laughs) 
It's so, <laughs> so true. I, I felt like I found a community and people that actually like enjoyed listening to me and enjoyed talking to me. And it just made me feel less lonely, even though I didn't meet most of these people. And to be honest, I haven't met most of the people that have played video games with either. But that doesn't yeah. mean that we're not friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's such a, a amazing thing to to think about because you know when I was younger and in school we didn't have the internet we didn't have social media <laughs> and, and all and all of those things and I remember having pen pals oh. you know, and I would write letters to people who like I had a pen pal in France and we would write these letters back and forth and it was through a school program but I thought it was just the coolest thing like I just it it it, it blew my mind that something like this was able to happen because, you know, I grew up only knowing my friends in school, only knowing the, the kids that lived on the same block as me. Mm-hmm. And then once the internet was introduced, it was like, oh, this is cool because we can have these chat rooms and talk with each other when we're not in school. But it was still the same kids I was talking to online of course you know I'm young and it's you know we got these friends we're in this this chat like this is super cool and then once social media started it was like a whole other ball game and I remember starting I started a blog in 2009 and I thought I'm just gonna see if there's anyone else out there that likes the same things as me because again it was I just didn't feel like I had people around me to talk about books to talk about makeup, to talk about different workouts. Like I had a few friends that kind of, you know, they would read a book every once in a while, or maybe they liked putting mascara on, but it was like, I just want to talk to some people and starting that and being able to meet people from all around the world. It made me feel so understood in a way that I don't feel like I had ever felt before. I was 21, Mm -hmm. 22 at this time. And it just was one of the best feelings. And from starting the blog, I've, you know, I've been able to connect with people from, like I said, all over the world. I remember one of the first times, uh, one of my first trips for a book signing was going to Canada. And I met another book blogger at the airport. She picked me up and it was crazy. I'll never forget meeting her in the airport and like running to each other and (laughs) hugging and just being so excited to meet each other. And it's like, we've never met before in person. Mm -hmm. We've only talked online. Like, you know, I kind of had this moment of like, wow, is this a good idea to be going to another country all by myself and meeting someone I only know online, but I am here today to talk about it. <laughs> and it it's was the beginning of a sketchy horror movie. Right? Right? <laughs> Sometimes like, I'm like, ooh, you know, you got to make sure that you're safe and you're making the good decisions and, and everything. But it was so much fun. And I can remember she took me to Niagara Falls and just looking around being like, I would not be here if it wasn't for social media. I would not be in this spot. And so sometimes I just think of how lucky we are these days to be able to have that because no matter what it is you're interested in, like with you with gaming, there's so many different communities out there for people to be able to find each other. And we don't have these limitations anymore that we just have to be friends with the people that grew up on our street. (laughs) So. Yeah, you have I like 10 girls cool. to choose from. And not, if none of them likes you, then that's it. You right. are now a lonely person. <laughs> right. It's, I just think like, wow, how and, you know, there's always the downsides too. Like the internet can be brutal. Oh, and yeah. the comments, the drama, the 
it's it can be so so bad but also it can be so so good at the same time so i just always recommend to people if they're kind of feeling lost or lonely or they just you know try like try to see if there's people on the internet that you can at least talk to because even if you never meet people if you never actually get to meet them in person i mean during this pandemic a lot of us have relied on technology, Zoom calls, the live chats that we do, this mm-hmm. podcast, but also like you said, the Marco Polo app where you can video chat with each other back and forth. That's like all I do some days. <laughs> I spend like five hours on Marco Polo talking to people because it's like, I don't feel alone. Yeah, no, we can't maybe see each other in person and hug each other, but we're still there for each other. Yeah, exactly. That the Marco Polo app has really been great for me as well because it's been it's been lonely and I I've always had like trips planned, like things to look forward to. And I mean, twenty twenty has not really been the year of things to look forward to. Um, <laughs> so it's it's been it's been a rough year, and the Marco Polo has really been. It's really been fun. I mean, some mornings I wake up and I have like 50 Marco Polos. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what I will be doing until lunch. <laughs> right. Right. <But>. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to get sponsored by Marco Polo because yeah, I feel so many. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, I feel like I talk about Marco Polo on like every single podcast, oh, like yeah, in a yeah. bunch of my YouTube videos. It's like, yo, Marco Polo, let's come through with that. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember when I went to New York last fall I I went by myself like I booked a ticket myself I went to the airport myself I went from the airport myself and I just met uh, I shared a hotel room with two girls one of them I met before but it was like I mean how bad can it be like what am Mm -hmm. I going to do in Sweden all alone and just wait for people to come to Sweden like there's no events in Sweden where people yeah. <laughs> that's not what's gonna happen so yeah I, I I don't regret it that's where I met you the first time yeah yeah unfortunately the second time didn't happen but we'll we'll have a rain check <laughs> yeah yeah definitely that's that's such a highlight for me was meeting you because we had I had done um, going to this Ipsy live event with three other friends with the four of us were sharing a hotel room and we had decided to do a meetup in a park in New York city. And <laughs> so, you know, we just shared it on socials. Like the four of us will be here, you know, like we're like, who knows if anyone's going to come, but like, we'll say <laughs> that we're going to be here at this time. If anyone shows up, cool. If not, it'll just be the four of us hanging out. Also cool. And so we go there and people actually came and mm-hmm. we were taking pictures and hugging everyone, which just sounds so sad right now, but I mean, it was great. <laughs> it was great to be able to do. And all of a sudden, at one point I just hear, Sabata! and I look over and here's Angie running full speed towards <laughs> me in heels and like leather pants, everything. I was like, what? <laughs> Like I wish one of us, I was like, how did we have all YouTubers there and no one caught that on camera? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god. Yeah, that, it should it should have been on camera. I should have had totally I should have had a camera and videotape it, but I didn't think of that. I know. I know. I know. YouTube. Sometimes you have to live as Sometimes well. it just has to be in the moment. And and it was so great. And those events, I because you know, you said you came for that first one, you came by yourself and I, I remember going to my first event, which was the Ipsy 
um, it was still Generation Beauty at that time. And I was meeting Ashley Clady. So I at least knew someone. I knew that we were sharing a hotel room. But just being on the plane, I was so nervous. I was so nervous to go to the event because I knew like big YouTubers were going to be there and all these brands that people are like, bring your business cards and it's like marketing. And and I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm so scared. Business cards, so that you can talk to brands. I'm like, well, what am I going to, what am I going to say? It's so, it's so intimate. And I'm so glad that Ashley had already, she'd done one of them. So she kind of understood the layout, but we also met up with makeup Molly, who was like a pro, like she'd been to several, like she was the one like leading. She's like, okay, we're going to go here. And then we're going to go here. And I was like, thank goodness I have you. Cause otherwise I'd just be in the corner. Like <laughs> I was so scared, but it's like, it's, yeah, it's very overwhelming. So it's so fun when we actually get to all meet each other because it's really like no one misses a beat. Like, and we just talk about all different things. I think people think when YouTubers get together, all we talk about is YouTube or what, but we have so many things to talk about. It's you get done with a weekend of that. And it's like, okay, I need to not speak for four days because I feel like I have no voice. <laughs> Oh my God. In, in the end of my new, because I did vlog this entire experience. <laughs> I went to New York last year. And in the end, I think you can even hear how my voice is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like dead. It's like, take a break. That's it. We're over. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny too, because my face physically hurts after having like a weekend with other YouTube friends. My face hurts from smiling the whole time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can remember after that first Ipsy event being like, what, like, what's wrong with my cheeks? Like, what have I done? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's because I've been smiling this entire time. Like that, I've really never had that happen before. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely crazy how, how happy those things can, can make us. So yeah, it's, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Oh God, I really hope that we can get more of that soon. I know, I know. It's, it's been so disappointing that, I mean, obviously everything in 2020 has been canceled because there was some really, you know, fun things and you were coming to the U.S. and it was, it was going to, it's so sad because I love to travel and 2020 was my year. I had something planned almost every single month. Mm-hmm. I was ready. I was like, let's do it. And to see it just all get shut down was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, we literally, me and my husband, we just plan as many trips as we're like physically possible, like to do in a year. Like we don't have kids. We don't have a house loan. Mm -hmm. We just put our money into like experiences and travels. And it's been like everything that we had planned got canceled. And we had, we, we we did get married this summer and we had a honeymoon that was one night at a hotel at a town <laughs> two hours away. It's very glamorous. <laughs> very glamorous. Uh, that's a 2020 honeymoon right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get hotel breakfast and then you get to go home. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, so, well, I'm, I'm glad that you guys were still able to get married and everything and the photos were so beautiful of course but do you think will you guys do something 
bigger once we can and like call it another honeymoon or is it just like yeah we'll just go out and travel like we yeah, planned I on mean, it <laughs> we will of course as soon as we're able we will travel i mean we've talked about it a bit as well but right now i mean everything is not under control um yeah so we don't want to be a part of the problem we'd rather be a part yeah. of the solution and right now we feel like the solution is just to stay put for a bit more yeah so that's what we're going to do. But we did want to go back to Japan as a honeymoon. Oh. So maybe we'll just do that later. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I hope for that. I know sometimes it's like, yeah, you start looking on the, you're like, wow, 2020 is really almost over. I can't believe we're, I mean, we're halfway through September as we filmed this. And it's like, huh? Yeah. What? Someone wrote on my, uh, I posted a photo on Instagram and said, like, I can't believe we're halfway through September. And someone goes, no, we're not. It's March. <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, we're just stuck in time. <laughs> I wish for that. <laughs> right. Right. Jeez. Oh, um, so we both know that the beauty community typically only ends up in mainstream media when there's drama or you know, bad things going on, but we both have seen so much good from our community. I mean, even just talking about the events and, and meeting, meeting each other, but what has been some of your highlights since starting YouTube? I would definitely say the trip to New York was definitely a highlight. Um, yeah. And also I did the, the summer before, like the same summer, uh, my husband had a conference in Minneapolis. So we went to Minneapolis and I met uh, some YouTubers there. Like I met Karen Harris for the first time, for example. And mm -hmm. then we went to Los Angeles uh, because he had never been. Uh, and I met like Hannah Louise Poston and Laura May Beauty and like a bunch of people. And it was just so much fun again to just see people in real life because yeah, it it, it is and I said that when I met Hannah and uh, when I met uh, Lauren in LA, I was like, it's so amazing to meet you in, in real life and realize that you are exactly the way you are on YouTube. It's so yeah. reassuring to just to be like, yeah, this, this is, this is how people are. And I, I don't understand this whole like, oh, they're only putting on personas. I'm like, who has time for that? Right. <laughs> like that, that is the commitment and a half but like who has time for that so it's so nice to just meet people and realize that they are just like me they're just normal people sitting in front of the camera just talking because yeah. you are who you are and no one can keep up with the persona four to seven videos a week for five years like ain't nobody right. very true <laughs> very true yeah, I I love hearing that because I I have realized the same because I think there might be a I don't know if I want to say fear but like a thought of oh I'm about to meet someone like what if they're just completely different from this person and then when you see that they are the same like it's so funny meeting some people for the first time in person and like not looking directly at them and then hearing their voice or their laugh and being like, wait, I know that voice. Like, ah, 
because I, you know, I've, I've heard you speak of however many times in your videos that I've watched, but all of a sudden you're next to me and it's like, oh, your yeah. voice is the same. I mean, it's like, this, <laughs> like the really stupid things that it's like, of course your voice is the same, but it's like, I don't know. What if your voice wasn't the same? It's just such like funny things that you, that you realize when you get to meet people. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden it's like you say something and people can say something back and you're like, oh yeah, it's not a one-way communication anymore. This is delightful. <laughs> uh, especially like, so I, I work from home and I've, I've worked from home since before I started YouTube. I, I worked from home for my job and then I worked from home when I, left my job and I'm just so used to talking to myself at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm so completely used to it that sometimes I feel like my social skills maybe aren't like the best. And I mean, this year is not going to help that at all. I'm going to have no clue how to socialize with people uh, after this year. But yeah, it is funny because you get, I mean, people it is different talking to a camera, but I, like I hear people be like, it must be so awkward. And it's like, I mean, the first little bit was, but now it's so completely normal to me to talk to my camera, to talk to my phone. <laughs> it's just, I used to be really embarrassed when I was like in my car and maybe I was on my phone doing like Instagram stories or something. But the other day I was filming a TikTok, like doing a taste test of like a Starbucks coffee. And someone pulled up next to me and I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just keep going. I don't care. Like it's 2020. We all know what we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This isn't the worst thing they've seen in 2020. You're fine. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm the person uh, that I will go with my camera, holding it with a straight arm up over like and talking to it, vlogging amongst people. Like I'm that person and I no shame in my game. Like I do not care. And even in Sweden, because it's like I'm talking to people and of course I'm talking in Swedish and all of a sudden mm -hmm. I bring up my camera and I'm like, I'm switching to English and people are like, yeah. isn't that weird? I'm like, no, but it's like, it's, it's such a different thing though, but yeah. And people probably think I'm crazy because I'm going around talking to a camera very loudly in another language among people. And it's like, I, I, I've gotten that comment sometimes. People are like, aren't you like, aren't you cautious when you're around people to, to vlog? I'm like, holding up a camera isn't the weird part. The weird part is that I'm saying it in another language. And I don't think yeah. I understand that, that I'm literally very loudly talking with other in another language to a camera amongst people but I don't care yes that I wouldn't I mean it's so obvious once you say it but I'm like oh yeah I wouldn't even have thought of that for you I remember when we met in New York like we were standing in the line for Ipsy and you were just with your camera out the whole time and I was like oh yeah I should probably be getting my camera out shouldn't I because I'm also vlogging like you were just so I'm just gonna and I love that I love that. I need to be more, I need to be less self-conscious in that way. For some reason, my phone doesn't bother me out in public, but it's like my camera's like a whole other thing. <laughs> and I remember you saying that at the Ipsy event and I'm like, Samantha, it's creator night. Like these right. people are used to cameras. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like we're all like dying to get on the camera. Like Angie flips it on and we're all like, oh, hello. My channel's Samantha Live. Come subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I swear. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> but I really like <laughs> vlogging though. But again, 2020 has not been the year for vlogging either. Right. It'd be a lot of like, I'm here in my sweatpants again. Okay. <laughs> Just fascinating vlogs coming out of yeah, 2020. Oh and today, look, I'm going out to my balcony. Mm, thrilling content. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I would love to know, so since we talked about, you know, kind of like struggling to fit in and making friends, but what would be your advice to someone who's perhaps struggling to fit in or make friends in their like, quote unquote, real life? (laughs) I would like, I've noticed that keep keeping friends that you don't have the same interests with is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that if the people that you have around you, if you don't share interests with them, maybe you need to, maybe you either need to try their interests so that you actually have mm-hmm. something to talk about, um, or maybe you need to find places where people are actively doing the interests that you have, whether it's makeup or gaming or knitting or bingo or I don't know what people oh. are doing. <laughs> Listen, I, I, can only, I can only come up with two that I actually <laughs> <laughs> So you're like, Maybe bingo. I'm... I was like, I love bingo. Oh my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that old lady with pink hair that's doing bingo. That's going to be me. I will be with you. I used to go with my mom all the time. Like I would love bingo nights with my dabbers. There was always popcorn. Boom, I was set. (laughs) I will go to bingo night with you. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. Like with gaming, I mean, I've always loved video games, but it's not until I started doing it like online gaming with others that I realized that this is what I've been missing. I could have done Mm -hmm. the thing that I love with fun people all this time. Why have I not done not done that? It's so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that maybe just you get good friends through common interests. And if you have an interest but you don't have a friend, maybe try to see where where people are actively doing that interest so that you can meet people. Because now Mm -hmm. like everything is on internet. You don't it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to happen in your small town. It can happen online. Yeah. I loved, I saw a comment one day that was like, out of, you know, however many people there are in the world, it said, you really think your soulmate lives in in the same town you grew up in? And I <laughs> thought that was so funny. Like, for some reason, I just laughed hysterically when I saw that. Because I was like, but you know, I I was like, you know, same thing with friends. Like, again, now that we have the technology to be able to meet and talk to people from all around the world like we don't have to limit ourselves to the people that live on our street like we have we have all of this all these options open to us so yeah I I thought that was really funny though (laughs) yeah definitely and I see a lot of people like talking and I I think it was the same like oh I I don't have any friends from my childhood I don't have any childhood friends like and I don't have that either. Like, I don't have any childhood friends. Like, yeah. the friends that I hang out with that's been my friend for the longest, that is not, like, family, but, I mean, they, they're kind of stuck with me. That, <laughs> that would be my friend Lisa, and I met her when I played World of Warcraft. So it's not mm-hmm. been that long. It's been, like, 11 years or something. So 
that's when I started getting friends in my grown-up life where I'm like, oh, I'm keeping, I'm keeping these yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I met her online and now we're friends like outside of, because none of us plays Willow Walker for this time being, but we always, mm-hmm. every time we meet, we're like, maybe we should start playing again. Do we have time for that? <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's always time to find new friends. It's never too late to find uh, like friends to hang out with. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that because sometimes I'm 33. And so like I caught myself saying this the other day because I I moved to a new town. I moved to a small town in Iowa where my husband grew up and we had, had met some people and they said, you know, how are, how are you doing, you know, living here and moving here? And I said, you know, it's kind of hard, especially now because not really being able to go anywhere, even just like out to eat or to a bar and hanging out with people like we don't have that option now so it's been really hard for me mm-hmm. to meet people in this town and I was like and you know at some point it's like I'm 33 like it's not as easy to make friends anymore these days as, you know and then uh, so I like that you said you know it's really never too late to find people that you can connect with and have common interests with yeah definitely uh, moving back over to YouTube so when did you start looking at your YouTube channel more seriously or becoming more strategic with posting or the topics that you were sharing and, and that sort of thing? I, I think I think I'm even from the absolute get-go, because I was in a very unique position uh, on YouTube. I've heard how a lot of other people's channels have been, but I was monetized on YouTube within the first month that I was on YouTube. Yeah. I know that this mm-hmm. is very unusual. Uh, so I have a different uh, journey, I think, than other people, because uh, my first video that I put up uh, got 30,000 views very quickly, my first video. Oh, wow. So what was I was video? Very, it was a, a H&M beauty haul. Oh, and I yeah, did, yeah, that's and, right. And the reason why this video went so good so fast is because H&M Beauty was released at in Sweden before it was released in other countries for obvious mm. reasons. Yeah. And since I had decided that my channel was going to be in English, I bought a lot of the makeup that I was interested in and I did a haul in English. So my video was actually the first video on YouTube with H&M Beauty that was not in Swedish. Mm. So I guess why I got a lot of views because... yeah. I mean, it's Swedish is a lovely language, but it's not that easy to understand if you don't know it. <laughs> so I think that I quite, because I very quickly then was like, why did this video do so good? Why did I get so many views on this? So I started to dissect, like, how come this video got this many views? And I started to look at the analytics and I started to look at, like, how come this video got so many views? But this video that is so well produced and that I think was so entertaining, why didn't that video get 30,000 views? And how come I got this many? Like, I started to, like, think about those things very early, like, not so much this is what I'm going to do to grow because that wasn't really like why I started YouTube, but I had it in the back of my head from video one. Okay, this is the reason why some videos do good and why some videos don't because of, and I had those things in the back of my head. And I don't know if I was ever very strategic, but I think since I had those things in the back of my head, knowing that numbers isn't everything, And even if you have zero subscribers, you can still get 30,000 views. And since I knew that, I knew that that could happen. And I knew that this whole 
thing that people are saying that you can only get a lot of views if you have a lot of I knew that that wasn't true. I always, in the back of my head, was a little bit strategic because I couldn't help it because I knew that if you're first with something, if your thumbnail is like enticing, all of these things, I knew it's going to get you views. And did I succeed with that? No. Some of my thumbnails are crap, like utter crap, like burning trash. Like they're so bad. And some of the titles as well, they're like so horrible. But <laughs> now looking back at it, I can be like, oh yeah, I see why that video wasn't very clickable because mm-hmm. look at that thumbnail. It looks yeah. like a stamp that someone poured a cup of coffee on. Like who wants to click that? <laughs> I love the way that you're describing this thumbnail. <laughs> That got me good. <laughs> I remember talking to you at one point about that first video mm-hmm. that that did so well. Um, because that's usually that's it's not usually the norm for yeah YouTube, you know, because I hear a lot of people say, like, I've posted my first video and only two people have watched it, and I'm pretty sure it's like my mom and himself. Well, I mean, yeah, that's usually the more normal route so but in a way because it in a way I know that there's challenges with being in Sweden and and a Swedish blogger but you also almost have some benefits in that sort of sense um so yeah you can you can definitely see some of the some of the pros and cons there but yeah that is that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah because like if I get 30,000 views on a video now I'm like wow Wow, mm-hmm, right. good video. And to yeah. think back that my first video five years ago got that, it's yeah. crazy. But it only shows that if you're actually hitting that soft spot, the things that people are actually actually looking for but can't mm-hmm. find, and if you provide that one thing that people are looking for that's actually not available, then you also can get that 30,000 yeah. subscribers. It's just about like... And I did it by pure luck because I didn't understand it. But it's also about like, if that happens to you, you have to take a step back and be like, okay, so why did this happen to me? Because it isn't luck. That's not how the algorithm works at all. Yeah, I I agree with that because I think sometimes people, if you don't do this, you might not understand because like I have had several people like in my real life tell me like, I wish I could just sit at home and make videos all day. And I'm like, oof, you know, first of all, ouch. (laughs) Thank you so much. But I'm like, it's actually a lot more than that because not only are you learning about cameras and learning about editing. I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff when I started YouTube, learning about lighting. That's like an ongoing thing that you're like. Process. Yeah, you're always trying to learn that kind of stuff. But then it's looking at your analytics, looking at YouTube, looking at what's trending, looking at the, you know, the upcoming beauty forecast and what should I actually be buying and showing it's it's actually very it's very time consuming and it can be very hard to navigate. And you can think, I'm gonna put out this video and I know it's gonna do well. Mm-hmm. And people are like, Yeah, no, I wasn't interested in that at all. And it's like Oh, okay. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's hard. Like people are like, oh, but all you all you do is sit in front of the camera and put some makeup on, and then you get mm-hmm. a lot of views. Well, if I just sat in front of my camera and just put whatever makeup on, I wouldn't get 
a lot of views. That's mm-hmm. not how YouTube works. You don't get views just because you tell YouTube that you'd like views. It's it's not a, an order from menu. You don't put something right. out. Like, I'd like 30,000 views on this one. Thank you, please. Okay, bye. Right. Yes. And yeah, yes. I told you, sometimes you're like, this video is killer. Like, this is such yeah. a good video. I'm so proud of this. Like, I just recently did a video with five looks. I was like, I've never done this before. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I got it down to under 25 minutes. The thumbnail was oh. so cute. And it's like, it took me five days to film and one day to edit. And it's got almost no views. And it's like, uh, okay, then. <laughs> uh, it's but like thing, heart-wrenching. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Not really, because it's also a way for me to be like, because I get so many questions. Why don't you do more palette, like one palette, several looks? And can't you do with more looks? Does it have to be three? Can't you do with more? And now it can be like, I did, but you didn't want to see that. So I'm sorry, I I can't put a whole week of work into something that's just not not that appreciated. Not appreciate is the wrong word, but it's like, I want to make stuff that people want to see. And this wasn't it. Yep. Well, it's like, like you said, a a week's work of of work, a week's worth of work. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, essentially you saying like, I showed up to work every single day. I worked my hours. I did what I had to do. And then my work said, "Uh, we're actually not going to pay you this week. Yeah. Like, I I mean, it just, people can't do, we simply can't do that. Yeah. But then over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and then your coworker comes into your office. She pats you on the shoulder. She's like, "But I liked it. <laughs> I get it, but I can't pay rent with that." <laughs> That's so funny. That's such a good way to say it. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I mean, because I do videos every once in a while that I'm like, I know this isn't going to do well, but people are asking for it, so I'm going to do it. And then when people ask for it again, I'm going to refer to this video and say, this is why you don't see me doing these videos. <laughs> this is why, because, you know, of course, is there like a one-off thing or, you know, I remember one day, um, it was a Sunday and a bunch of us posted videos and they just weren't doing well. And I remember thinking that this video was going to do well. I had a friend who posted a video that she's like, I know this is going to do well. And the videos were all just like tanking and we're all talking to each other behind the scenes, you know, usually through Mm. Marco Polo, hashtag ad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, we need to get in contact with people. (laughs) Right, right. And, And we're all talking to each other and we're like, is your video doing well? What's going on? My video is not doing well. I really like, this should be a video performing well. And through talking to each other, we're like, this is the Sunday before school starts for almost everybody. There's a lot of people who are getting ready for school, getting their kids ready for school. They're still doing back to school shopping. They're doing the backpacks. They're, you know, maybe getting the online, you know, computers ready to learn for virtual school. Because all of us were just like, what? So, you know, there can be those times where it's like a one-off thing and something is happening and and everything. But we can also notice a pattern with certain videos that just don't perform as well. And, you know, our job is to hopefully entice people to want to watch our videos. (laughs) I mean... It's kind of our job. <laughs> so like, yes, we make videos that we want to make, that we look forward to making and filming, but we also make videos that other people will want to be watching. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be making videos that I don't want to do. Like, because yeah. here's the thing. It's not that I don't understand how to get views on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. I understand. But the things that are very, very popular on YouTube is unfortunately not things that I want to do videos on. So I have yeah. to try to be like, so how can I make this work for the things that I'm genuinely interested in? Because at yeah. the end of the day, I do want to sit in front of the camera and play makeup. Like, I love that. That is so much fun. So, yeah, it's 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 a tricky path. But at the same time, it's very interesting to be. Because the planning work, the whole planning before mm-hmm. filming, the whole planning before publishing, I mean, that is part of the fun experience. I love yeah. I am a planning kind of a person. I mean, I, you, you recommended me to that, the, the gold planner. I bought that one. I love it. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> oh, yes. I am a plan. I am literally, I'm looking at my planner right now. It's always right next to me. It always tells me what to do next. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I really, I like, I like having things in writing. I like doing lists. I love lists. And mm-hmm. the whole planning with YouTube and YouTube videos is the same. Like I do planners. I have so many folders within mm-hmm. folders, within folders, within folders on my computer about like pictures that I want to do a theme around and like different kind of things that I can use for thumbnails and ideas. And I'm, I have so many things in like my planning folder. And sometimes I could just spend two hours just going through the folders and doing planning. And yeah. for, I understand that that is not something that the viewer gets to see me doing right. that two hours of planning, but still it's needed because otherwise I don't know what to film. <laughs> yes. Yep. Absolutely. I, I agree that some of the behind the scenes work people might, you know, you, you'll see a, a, a 15 minute video or, you know, if you watch me and Angie's videos, they're usually more like you know, 30, 30 minute, 30 minute videos. <laughs> <laughs> you watch that video you might think oh 30 minute video maybe it took them like an hour to film it and you know a couple hours to edit it but it's like once if you really start with like the planning work that goes into it because there's really not a youtube video that i can just sit down and start to film no it's there's so there's so much thought that has to go into it there's so much i mean even something as simple as like looking up the prices of each if i'm talking about palettes or I never look up the prices because here's the thing. That's not my price. I didn't pay that. That is the one thing that I usually do not mention that Mm -hmm. thoroughly when I do reviews because it's not that relevant because it's not what I'm Sometimes I'll talk about it, but it's definitely not one of the points that I need to be hitting when I'm uh, doing reviews. Yeah. Yep. That absolutely makes sense. But just all these, and a lot of people go, I don't know if I should say a lot of people, but I see people go way more into depth. They talk about like how many grams and like price per gram and all these things that I'm like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm going to have to cut that off there because that's like, that's not even enjoyable for me to start going into all that stuff. But it's it's a lot. Yeah. And I try to mention, I try to... This is the thing. I try to do videos that I would want to watch myself. So I try mm-hmm. to mention things in reviews that I am genuinely interested in. And I am yeah. not I'm not the kind of person that's interested in price per gram. I'm not that interested in what the price in US is. I'm not I'm not that interested in a lot of these things. So therefore I don't I don't 
bring that up because me myself I wouldn't ask for that and like way before like my videos used to take so much shorter to make like the planning I think is always but not maybe I, I do more planning now <laughs> I was like oh, <laughs> not really true but at like I always did planning but the filming and the editing part took so much shorter before and also mm -hmm. the time that I spent between between like actually editing the video and then uploading it that was nothing for me that was five minutes five minutes of me uploading it taking whatever thumbnail putting some text on it who cares who's looking at thumbnails anyways and it's putting something mm -hmm. on it and doing it on the internet now the the amount of time that I spend on my thumbnail, my title, and my description box, I mean, that's two hours easily. Oh, yeah. It is so much time. And we talked about this in your live chat about when you do grow and you start to get more eyes on you, you need to be improving. Yeah. You need to be improving the either the topics, your editing, your your setup needs to improve your equipment needs to improve i mean i started youtube on my phone filming videos on my phone using the free youtube video editor and you know you do you have to improve as your channel starts to grow and it can be a certain pressure but it takes a lot of time <laughs> it starts to really take a lot of time yeah, because the more things you add, like, and that's the thing, you don't exchange, you don't take something away and add something mm -hmm. new. You just keep adding, you're adding more yeah. and more. So it's like the video that's 15 minutes, and before it took me 20 minutes to film it, 20 minutes to edit it, and 20 minutes to upload it. Now all of a sudden it takes two hours to plan it, an hour to film it, an hour or two hours to edit it, and then two hours to upload it. That's a whole day. And it's like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> Right, <laughs> but what the viewer sees is still a fifteen-minute video that hasn't changed, so nope. it, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It, it, it sure is fun because I like it even more now when I'm more involved. Yeah. So I'm, this is me saying that I've learned so many things to improve my videos, but I like my videos more now, so I enjoy it yeah. because I yeah. feel getting a better result maybe someone will tell me no that no and your videos suck they were better before but they go wrong <laughs> i i agree and i i don't think that you can do this career for you know we've both been doing it for about five years at this point i really don't think people can do this if you don't actually really love it mm. because you know some people think that like all youtubers are just you know millionaires and we just have <laughs> these like crazy over-the-top lifestyles but that's really not true um but you really do have to love it to do it and thankfully i still love it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I still, still love it. So giddy about like new eyeshadow and mm -hmm. oh my god! I don't know if I showed you my new pigments. I got new pigments yesterday. I'm gonna show you on Polo. I'm gonna send you the video. And I was just playing with them for an hour, just opening oh and at all of them. And it's I, I, I don't know like if I could keep doing this if I wasn't as excited as I was about that because I was like, oh yeah. look at this one, and look at this one, and look at this one. It's, yep. it's still as much fun as it was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we are too. I can't. An, we're past an hour. I usually keep my guests on for like 45 minutes to an hour. So 
<laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. But this was this was so much fun. I know it's late your time because we, we have quite the time difference between us, mm-hmm. but I know it's gotta be getting late your time. So I want to to let you go. But I mean, thank you for coming on because this was the best time. I've there's been multiple times that I've forgotten that we're recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, same. And I'm like, oh wait. <laughs> well, there's been a couple times that my dog is sitting on my chair that she started snoring really loud, and usually I just let it go, you know, whatever. But I'm like, oh no, so I'm trying to like tap her to be like, shh, you're right by a microphone. <laughs> forgot that part. (laughs) Uh, But before I let you go, do you want to tell listeners where they can find you? Yeah, of course. You can find me. My name is Angelica Nyquist, Angelica Nyquist. You can find me there both on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. YouTube is the place where I am the most active. My handle on Instagram and Twitter is Agnieszka which has been my nickname since I was 15 years old. <laughs> People <laughs> always ask, but it's it's a very, very, very old nickname. So that's why it's been uh, holding on a bit. But Aww. yeah, you can search my name. You will find me. Uh, I would be happy to see you in my comments. I love reading Yes, and I will put all of that information in the show notes also. And thank you again for coming on. This was so much fun to talk to you. <laughs> All right. Another huge thank you to Angelica for coming on the Start Inspired podcast. It was so much fun to talk to her and just have, you know, what actually turned out to be just a very casual, authentic conversation uh, between two friends and two beauty YouTubers. I will have all of her links in my show notes. I will also have all of mine down there and ways to connect with me via the podcast if you have any topics that you would like discussed, or if you have any guests that you think would be uh, great to have on the podcast, I would also love to get your feedback there. And the the Start Inspired email is startinspiredpodcast at gmail.com. I will have a new interview coming next week. I really hope that you are enjoying these. I wanted season three to be really interview heavy and just bring on so many inspiring guests that I could, and I hope that you've been enjoying them. Again, it always helps if you want to share the podcast or just leave your feedback via the platform that you are listening to podcasts on, but that is it for me. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next week with a new episode.